This is Paul Hines with Hindsight Commentary, especially for owners of small businesses. This episode is uh, in companion to what we've been talking about in previous episodes about new customers and growth and growing profitably. And we've entitled this episode, What is Your Plan If? And you can fill in the blanks. What is your plan if you're unsuccessful in getting the new customers that you're looking for? Unsuccessful if you start losing money. What is your plan if things aren't going well and the prospect of them turning around isn't very good? It isn't your fault in most cases. It has a lot to do with demand. It has a lot to do with the economy. And in most recent years, it has a lot to do with competition technology and a whole bunch of other factors in the financial community that no one really uh, expected to affect their businesses so dramatically. But what if? What if your plans aren't going well? Let's look at a few things that you should keep in the back of your mind. First and foremost, I'd like to uh, cover again the importance of knowing where your business is financially from the roadmap that your financial statements and tax returns provide to you and the counsel that you uh, enlist from your uh, CPA firm or your bookkeeper. It's important for you to know every day, generally speaking, where you are with your receivables and your payables and your bank debt obligation and other financial considerations that have a direct daily and indirect monthly, quarterly, or annual impact on what you do. When you know that your financial condition, you can make intelligent decisions and avoid what? You avoid knee-jerk reactions, you avoid impulsive decisions, and you avoid false, positive possibilities that really never come to fruition based on the fact that uh, everything is going to work out fine and the government is going to turn around and we're going to get the big order and you have unbridled, unfounded optimism that is really based on a lot of of fear that you should really set aside and go back to the realities of where you are financially. Sometimes businesses fail. Let's get that out in the open and let's discuss that in, in the most dramatic but brief sense. In these most recent 12 to 15, 18 months, thousands of businesses have been forced to close because of a wide variety of circumstances, mostly financially and marketing and sales driven. People who distribute or manufacture or provide services are closed. They're done. It's over. And the rate of bankruptcy, well, we'll get into that another time, is far too high to calculate and far too high to really understand. For this particular discussion, I'd like you to consider some fallback strategies that probably work as, as well as any others. And in recent years, in all the companies that we have been involved in sale transactions or uh, transactions of ownership change, the most familiar, most popular one that we see is called a consolidation, where a larger company in one industry usually acquires certain and particular assets of another company in the same industry. How does that apply to you? Well, when you define the the industry that you're in and you look at the people around you, you know some of your competitors and some of them you don't. 
The reason that a consolidation uh, works well is that the similarity of businesses is combined and brought in together, usually in the acquirer's own company. Let's assume for a moment that someone is interested in acquiring your company or you let it be known that you might be interested in talking about getting together with someone in some fashion relative to your business and your business assets. Briefly put, the acquiring company buys your customers, usually your inventory, the orders that are on your books, hires you, usually, for a defined period of time, some of your key people, all of your key people, but the reality of the situation is all of your people are not going to be brought on in the consolidation transaction. The reason a consolidation transaction is attractive to the acquiring company and usually to the company being acquired is that business remains. The company is ongoing in another name or in a name added to your name or some modification, but you're still employed. You're still a part of the organization. Your key people usually are. And the acquiring company has purchased select assets, usually not the liabilities, usually not the accounts receivable or the cash. You would keep that, even if cash levels are uh, diminished uh, significantly. You would be responsible for the payment of your financial obligations, of course, your bank debt, your accounts payable, and other financial obligations. But keep in mind, if we're watching your business fall short of reaching the goals that you set, making a profit, if you're not making a profit, the alarm bell should be sounding in your mind. And that is, what's going to happen to my asset base? Look at the strategies of blending your assets within someone else's company under an asset purchase agreement, usually not a stock sale agreement. You get a place of employment. Most of your key people do. But the acquiring company doesn't pay your mortgage, your rent, your extra insurances, your utility bills, a lot of the other benefits that you may or may not be uh, have been paying. And a lot of the cost reductions make it very, very uh, attractive to the acquiring company to enter into an agreement with you. Please understand that every consolidation of the dozens and dozens that we have been involved in, no two of them are identically the same. In your particular case, there would be specific issues that would be germane exactly to your particular situation and that of the company that is acquiring you. Reverse or turn the tables and you consider yourself being the acquiring company. Maybe you can acquire a company of a smaller size, infuse some revenue into your business, reduce the amount of overhead costs such as their utilities, insurances, and extra payroll, bring on some key people, and craft it according to a, a set of terms and conditions that you can live with something that is uh, plausible and workable until you can develop a co-marketing plan with the company assets and the people that you have acquired. This is a, a popular area that has taken the place of what used to be a merger. And mergers years ago, uh, decades ago, were most, uh, most familiar in stock uh, transactions, stock uh, swap 
or the development of a new com uh, company entity, and two companies would contribute a capital or shares uh, to merge their technologies or their energies into a new entity. Well, time and circumstances have generated this concept of consolidation, and it's something that you should consider. Either be the acquirer or the acquiree. If you'd like more information about this particular concept and how it may be workable in your particular situation, I'd be, del be delighted to talk with you about it. I'm Paul Hines, and this has been Hindsight Commentary specifically for the owners of small, privately owned companies. My email address is paul at h-e-i-n-z-e dot com. My phone number is 847-382-8886 in suburban Chicago. Our website, which will give you more uh, description of our experiences, simply h-e-i-n-z-e dot com. Please don't sit on your hands if things aren't going well initially. Please be prepared to take a course of action that preserves your assets. Don't be uh, the victim of unbridled uh, optimism that has no basis and let your entire financial world crumble around you. Be alert, take action, seek support, and hang around people that want you to succeed. Until we talk again, please call if I can help. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you.